be the same Just a touch From above Change my spirit If it seems I'm different From what I used to be It's because I got a touch from above You remember it? All it took was one touch From above Now my life will never be the same Just a touch From above Change my spirit It's because I got, got a touch from above. Many hands had touched me through the course of my life. Hands of death, disappointment had filled but the mighty hand of Jesus reached through those barriers of sin. You remember and I Praise thank God for that touch way down within. And all it took was one touch from Well, he touched me 
Jesus touched me. I feel his touch in this place this morning. And oh, praise God. The joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. I was shackled by a heavy burden Beneath a load of sin and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I am no longer the same. Oh, he, he touched, touched me. me. Hallelujah. Oh, he, he touched, touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know Jesus he touched me and made me whole. Oh, let's thank him for that touch right there. Chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. And I realize that this is a Sunday morning. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to teach a lesson, but I'm kind of like Brother Character, you know, I get hung in high gear and sometimes it's hard to shift down. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Most of the time I, I kind of mix teaching and preaching. Yes, you call that treaching, don't you? Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? 
His disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and seest thou who touched me. He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He saith unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Praise God. The thing that makes the difference is not only reaching out to God, but touching Him. Every time we come into church, every time we enter the presence of God, we not only need to reach out to Him, but we need to touch Him. Praise God. And if you touch Him, it's going to be more than just a, a casual mention, you know, that I'm going to do better from now on. I'm going to do different from now on. I'm going to... Oh, when you finally touch Him, it'll transform your life. And after you're full of the Holy Ghost, when you come into the presence of God and you touch Him, you're transformed all over again. Praise God. Let's worship Him right now again. It's a frustrating thing to reach out and not be able to grasp what you're reaching for. Anybody ever been in that situation? I'm tall enough where I reach some things that I really didn't need to. I didn't want to. Praise God. I went to try to get some folks to come to church one time. And I was standing in their living room talking and backed up a couple of steps and got the top of my head hung in their ceiling fan. And uh, they came to church. Kind of show I'd put on at church. I mean, it hit me about five times before I could get away from it. But it's a frustrating thing to try to reach and get a hold of something that you really have need of. But you can't get a hold of it. Some way it's beyond your grasp. It's always just a little bit further than you can get a hold than you can reach, than, than you're tall enough to, to grab a hold of. And, and, uh, and it's frustrating, it's aggravating. The things of God, when we go at them in our flesh, they're always beyond our reach. They're always beyond our grasp. Praise God. But when we let the Lord take control of the situation, He's able to give us the desires of our heart and what our soul needs. He's able to reach down and give us and supply for us what we need. There was a man in a church one time that, uh, that I knew real well. And uh, he was sitting reading his newspaper one day, and the light kept flipping on and off. I'm talking about reaching and not being able to grasp. It's frustrating. It's dangerous. I said it's dangerous. Hallelujah. And the light kept flipping on and off. He said, I'll fix that light or die trying. And almost did. He crawled up. On the couch and couldn't reach the light. So he went hunting a stepladder. And he couldn't find the stepladder. Got his screwdriver and things that he figured he'd need. And, and uh, he went and got a kitchen chair and pulled it in and stood up in it. And he was still too short. He still couldn't reach the light. So he called his wife in. She sat down in the chair and he crawled up on the back of the chair. 
and started fixing the light. I told you it's dangerous <laughs> to try to reach something that you're too short to reach. I'm talking about reaching out and not being able to get a hold of. <laughs> and so he got everything fixed a little short in the wire, you know, and got it all wired back together. And lo and behold, he got his screwdriver out of his back pocket and got ready to bolt it back up to the ceiling and he dropped his screwdriver. Well, it hit the edge of the chair and bounced out in the middle of the room there. And his wonderful wife got up to get it for him. He pulled light, dropped ceiling and all right out on the floor. Broke several ribs. <clears throat> really, really had to pray real, real hard, you know. I mean, his spirit was lacking real bad. And it's a frustrating thing to try to reach out and get something. And every time we come to church... There's times when we come with various needs. There's times when we enter the doors of God's house. And there's a burden that's weighing heavy upon our heart. And sometimes you come into the presence of God. And it seems like that your sleeves had lead in them. And, and it's hard to worship. And it's hard to, it's hard to reach out. And, and the things that you need from God are just beyond your grasp. And Satan would love to get you to the place where you just give up and say, it's impossible. I cannot do it. That's exactly where he wants you and I in this place this morning. But there's going to be a few of us that's going to keep on reaching. And we're not only going to reach, but we're going to touch the Lord. We're going to touch him. If nothing but the hem of his garment, we're going to touch Jesus before we walk forth from this place today. Praise God, praise God. He'll try to put obstacles in your path. Satan will put obstacles in your path. He'll put barriers up to try to keep you from touching Jesus. He'll, he'll try to barricade you and block you any way that he can. He'll put unbelief in your heart. It can't happen. There's no way it can happen. Unbelief. Unbelief. It's a barrier. It's a blockage. From touching Jesus. Doubt. You know doubt and unbelief is two different things. Hallelujah. There's some things that you believe in. But you don't believe that you can have them. Praise God. Sin is certainly a block. And a barrier to touching Jesus. Hallelujah. Sin separates man from God. But I'm thankful that God separates man from sin. Hallelujah. He can set a sinful man on a road to repentance. He can forgive him for his sin. Forgive him of everything that he's done that's wrong. Set him on a road to glory. Give him a brand new name and a brand new identity. God can destroy the barriers. And allow us to touch him. Praise God. Depression can be a barrier you can come in so discouraged and so beat down and so drug out and everything seems to be coming against you the pull of the world can be so strong that it's almost impossible to keep going 
And I serve a God that's able to give joy in the midst of every situation. Hallelujah. He's able to cure of depression. You know they're saying now that depression is a disease. They've started saying that now. Depression is a disease. One of those stripes put on the back of Jesus Christ, I guess, is supposed to heal depression. Because God can solve anything. Hallelujah. Whether it's a disease or, or whatever it is, God can take care of it. He can put joy in your heart. You might be tied up and bound at midnight in the midst of a stinking jail cell. But you can still sing a song, hallelujah, and watch a spiritual earthquake take place. What everybody else thinks can be a barrier to touching Jesus. Praise God. How many of you ever got to an altar call and the, and the Lord is talking to you so strong? Stick your foot out in the aisle and start to go to the altar and the devil says, everybody think you backslid. You ever had it happen to you? You better stay where you are. They'll think something's wrong with you. That's just a, that's Pentecostal peer pressure. You know, the world's got their peer pressure. The devil can bring peer pressure into our minds, even in church. Praise God. But I made up my mind that I'm going to be right with God. I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do. I've got to give account of my own soul's salvation. I need a touch from God. And nobody's going to hinder me in this place today. I need a need met. And nothing is going to stand in my way. There is something that God has promised me. And I will press forward until I touch Him. I'm not just reaching. There's some folks in this place this morning. You're not just reaching. You're going to touch before you leave here. Hallelujah. You're going to touch base with heaven one more time. Just prior to the text that we read this morning. There was a man that lived in the tombs. He was possessed of many demons. <laughs> that territory around the graveyard was known devil territory. Everybody in town, if they was not going there to see the show, they was going to try to bind him. The Bible said they went many times and tried to bind him, and he couldn't be bound. No, not with chains. They'd put things on him and have him tied down, wrestle him down. I mean, it was a job. Get him tied up real good, sit back and think they're going to take it easy. And all of a sudden, ropes would start breaking. He was possessed of the devil. And it wasn't long until fear reigned in that little town. That hill, or wherever that graveyard was, I kind of picture it as being a little hill, I don't know. But that place there where they, where they buried folks, that was devil territory. Hallelujah. But one day Jesus Christ walked right down in the middle of the devil's territory and just looked around to see what kind of trouble might be stirred up. Where are you, Satan? 
I've come to settle a little score. There's a man that has a need, and I've come to meet it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've ever fought the devil, that'll put a shout on your lips. When you realize that in the midst of the territory that the devil has put a little fence around, you know, and nobody's supposed to trespass on my territory. Our God walks right in the middle of the situation and says, I've come to tear down the fences. I've come to meet a need. I have come to bring deliverance. I have come to heal and to save. It's impossible for you to fence God out. You may fence yourself in. You may allow the devil to fence you in. Praise God. But if there's somebody on the inside of the fence that starts crying out to God on the outside, that fence is no longer in existence. And so, out of the mouth of a tomb came the wild-eyed, almost inhuman screams as this man came forth. He came tearing down across that little expanse of land that separated him and Jesus. But somewhere between the mouth of that tomb and the feet of Jesus, those demons realized who it was they was running to attack. And don't try to tell me that they just kept going. You're not convinced of that. You fought the devil too much for that. The devil, when he comes in contact with the presence of God, he tries to put it in reverse. But reverse wasn't working. He couldn't get it in gear. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the motor just kept going forward. You know why? Somebody said, I'm going to touch him. I don't know that much about him, but I'm going to touch him. Something on the inside tells me if I can touch him, I'll find deliverance from what it is that's plaguing me. I'll find deliverance from these demonic spirits. And he said, I'm going to touch him. They said, you're not going to touch him. He said, yes, I am going to touch him. There's nothing the devil can do when you make up your mind that you're going to touch Jesus. He might as well go along with you because he cannot stop you. May try to discourage you, but there's no way the devil can stop him. Hallelujah. Devil couldn't stop him. I believe he tried to stop him. I'll tell you something else. The devil's not gonna like what's gonna happen before some of you walk out of this place this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you has been wrestling with a problem. It may not even be sin. Maybe it is. I don't know. But there's something that you've been fighting with and you've been wrestling with. And you've been... It, 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 it's worried you. And you, you know, and you've fought it and you've wrestled with it. Today, God is going to deliver if you'll reach out and touch Him. Praise God. He's able to deliver. He's able to touch. He's able to heal. He's able to fill. With the power of the Holy Ghost. If you will just reach out and touch Him. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That little old lady started through the crowd. Bible said she'd been sick for years. And she went to the physician. She went to the doctors. And she didn't get better. She only got worse. Same song, second verse. Not getting better, it's getting worse. Hallelujah. I can associate with her. I got hurt on the job one time. Had to go in for emergency surgery. That little old gal come out there with that needle. She was going to take a blood sample. And uh, she went to poking me in one arm. And I guess she poked me probably seven times in one arm. And never did hit the vein. So she went to working on the other arm. Mind you. And I don't know how many times she poked there. I lost count. Finally she poked me in the back of the hand. They said she blew the vein. I don't know what that meant, but the whole back of my hand come up black and blue. And all of a sudden, Brother Carriker, I felt the anointing. Boy, I felt it. I mean, I, I, really, I really felt the anointing in what I said. I said, why don't you go back to that nurse's station and find somebody that knows what they're doing? Boy, I mean, I, she didn't enjoy it too much, but I sure did. <laughs> I mean, I really felt that. Hallelujah. Suffered many things of many physicians. And didn't get better, but her condition got worse. But all of a sudden she heard about Jesus. Hallelujah. One day she heard about Jesus. You was walking the path of sin. And you was trying to satisfy that longing on the inside. And nothing you tried would last very long. But one day you heard about Jesus. And your life hasn't been the same since. Everything seemed to be going downhill. But all of a sudden one day. Somebody told you about Jesus. And you started reaching out and trying to touch him and you've never been the same again your life's going downhill everything seems to be going wrong problems is crashing in upon you pull of the world is so strong there's a Jesus in this place hallelujah oh he's here he's here he's the only God he's the only one that is able to meet your need there's no crisis in him he knows exactly where he's going he knows exactly what he's doing and he knows what your need need is and you can reach out and touch him I said you can reach out and touch him you can reach out and touch him hallelujah hallelujah nothing seemed to help this little lady but she heard about Jesus and she heard where he was going to be so she went the Bible said that he that he come to this place and a crowd had thronged him they were pressing in everybody wanted to see a miracle Everybody wanted to, you know, they, they all wanted to, wanted to be there. Most of them was there just for the excitement. But somebody was there that had a need. 
And they were pressing in upon him. Some of them was there so they'd have a story to tell their grandchildren, you know. I was there. I reached out and patted him on the shoulder as he walked by. I was there. And they're pressing in upon every side. All of a sudden, here comes this little weak lady. She walks up to the edge of that crowd. And she begins to push her way through. You've probably imagined it many times in your mind. How that, how that she, she, was, she was going in between people. and Maybe they were shoving her back. And maybe, maybe all of the opposition, you know. You and I face opposition when we try to live for God. We know what it's about. And pressing our way through. Excuse me, sir. Pardon me, ma'am. I really don't mean to be rude, but, but I've got to get into the crowd. I've got to touch Jesus. I've got to touch Jesus. Tried every doctor in town. Tried everybody that said that they had a solution. And they didn't do any good for me. In fact, I only got worse. But somebody said that Jesus was in the crowd. I have got a need from God. And it's got to be met today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the Bible said finally she got in the crowd. And I don't know if she was standing or on her knees. Maybe they knocked her down and she crawled. And, and then she was, she was crawling. And still, but she was still going in the same direction. It didn't matter if she was standing or crawling. She was going in the same direction. She had a made up mind and a determination in her heart. Listen, one of the first ingredients. And probably the most important ingredient that you have to have to successfully live for God. Is a made up mind. Nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to turn me around. Nothing is going to ever satisfy this longing. But touching Jesus one more time. I've come to touch Him. I have come to touch Him. Finally. Finally in the crowd. She reached through and touched His garment. And immediately she knew that she was healed. <laughs> when you touch him, he's going to touch you. I said, when you touch him, he's going to touch you. Jesus turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And those disciples looked at him like he fell out of his tree somewhere. Lord, look at this crowd. They're pushing and shoving against you every, every direction. I mean, people, is, people everywhere, all in this crowd. I don't know how many people was there. But they were reaching and they were trying to... People said, there's no way we can tell who touched you. Jesus didn't even give them the honor of answering them. He just kept looking. You know what he was really saying without saying anything? He was saying, yes, but somebody meant to touch me. He didn't just stumble against me. They didn't just reach out and touch my shoulder because they wanted a little bit of glory to tell their grandkids. Oh, but somebody come into this crowd with a need. They came with their mind made up that they was going to touch me. And they've done it. And I'm looking for them. I want to find out who it is. Hallelujah. There's times when we come to church and we're just here because we know it's right to come to church. 
Praise God. We all know when church starts. And you ask even a drunk in the gutter what he's supposed to do on Sunday morning. He'll say, go to church. That's the truth. And there's times we come to church and we're here because we know we're supposed to be here. We're fulfilling an obligation. And then there's times when we come in and we just love the Lord. We want to praise Him. We want to worship Him. But then there's times we literally push our way through the door because we've got a need. Pressure has come in on every side. Everything seems to have turned against us. And we come into that crowd and we say, Oh Lord, I'm not here not only to fulfill an obligation, but I'm here because I mean to touch you. I have made up my mind before I leave this place. I'm going to touch Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark it down in your record book, devil. Before I leave this church today, I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm not leaving until I touch him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody meant to touch Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the prophet said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. One fellow said, I want to be around to catch that train when it comes by. That's not a choo-choo train. The train of the king's garment was the literally the end of his garment. The part that trailed along behind him as he walked in. Usually there was somebody that was carrying that train, you know. You see pictures of the king coming in the the, the child is carrying the train of the king's garment. It had something to do with, with the hem of his garment. The, the, it was his clothes. It was his garment that trailed behind him. And I read something here a while back that cranked my tractor. It said that every victory that the king won, there was some extra material added to his train <laughs> hallelujah what is the temple the Bible said your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost we're serving a king that's never lost a battle that prophet said there wasn't anybody carrying this king's train it literally filled the temple He'd won so many victories, there wasn't room for anything else but the glory of the Lord. There wasn't anything else. There wasn't room for flesh. There wasn't room for problems. There wasn't room for depression. There was only room for praise of the king. Hallelujah. He's won so many victories that his train is literally filling the temple. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you can just reach out and touch Him. Just reach out and touch Him. Just reach out and touch Him. 
praise God. It became an everyday occurrence. Mark 6 and 56, whithersoever he entered into villages, cities, or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. As many as has touched him were made whole. It wasn't just a one-time occurrence. I don't know if she was the first one that done it or not. This little lady, I really don't know. But she touched the border of his garment. She touched his garment. And it became an everyday occurrence. Other people were trying to reach out and touch him. They wasn't there just for the excitement. Oh yeah, the crowd followed him to see the miracles. The crowd followed him to get a little bit of fish and bread. There was some of them in the crowd that followed just just for the excitement and the dramatics of the whole thing. But there were some of them that was laid in the streets that as they passed, they'd touch His garment because they meant to touch Jesus. They had a need and they meant to have it met. Praise God. Praise God. When we have a need, God is not the kind of God that when we come to Him in prayer, He pulls a curtain between you and I and Him. He's not the kind that, that'll stand there like you would with a puppy dog with a bone, you know. Every time you reach for it, He jerks it out of your reach and jerks it from your grasp. He's the kind of God. When it comes to the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and other gifts. The Bible said it's His good pleasure to give good gifts to His children. Hallelujah. He's not somebody that's, that's avoiding us. But many times we put a barrier between us and God. We will build a wall between us and God. We'll put up a fence between us and God. Praise God. And the devil would get us to thinking that it was God that put that wall there. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 and 14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched, with the feeling of our infirmities. Every time we get in the midst of a trial, He feels it just as strong as we do. And He's touched. I said He's touched. And when He feels that, that strong, all we have to do is begin to reach for Him. We can touch Him. Praise God. Let's stand and worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 Shandala Bohori Hallelujah. 
excuse me, sir, pardon me, ma'am. I don't mean to be rude, but I've come into this service today with a need. And I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to touch Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What is your situation today? I serve a God that's able to alter situations. He's here. He's willing. He's able. But the next move is up to you and I. Are you going to touch him? Are you going to touch him? It's all.